This is an RNZ podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Money with me, Mary Holm. Thanks for taking just a few minutes to listen in while Jesse Mulligan and I talk through some useful ideas about how to make your money work better for you. Just remember though, this is guidance. Final decisions are up to you. Over to Jesse. And it's time to talk money with financial journalist and author Mary Holm, who joins me in the Auckland studio. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jesse. Great to see you. Thank you. And I thought your next song was going to be Sunday Mornings Coming Coming Down by Chris Christopherson, yeah. which has got this brilliant line, the beer I had for breakfast wasn't bad, so I had one more for dessert. Oh. Where were you? Where was At I? At five to one as I was finalising my Link 3 competition oh, today. <laughs> <laughs> Had to break the emergency glass for Kasia, yeah. Uh, not much in common, Kasia and Chris Christopherson probably. Hey, no, n- yeah. nice to have you. And everyone's talking <laughs> about this rising share market. I was just reading something about it in... Um, in the Economist last week, because they're on a on a on a run that's lasted probably the longest in history over there in the US. And yes, mm. and around the world or, or the in, the the global mar- markets as a whole, you know, quite a few people in New Zealand, their KiwiSaver funds are invested in global share funds, and they've had just such a long upward run that we were, we talked about last time. So there's no point in going through all of that again. But mm. the main point last time was that at any moment they could, it, the market could suddenly go down um, and there were a plea to people to not bail out when it does go down. People, um, people quite sensibly who feel like they've done pretty well out of this run and they yes. might like to get out now while they can or, yeah. you know. And the, the thing is that people that move um, around like that, trying to time the markets, nearly always end up worse off than mm. people who just stick through it. Basically because you don't know, you, you get out now and there might be still quite a lot more uphill to go. And what's more, um, when people get out, they never know when to get back in again. Mm. And um, so, chances are you will miss an important day to be in the share market and catch a bad day to be in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, lots and lots of research shows that people that try and do it nearly all end up worse off than including the experts. Yeah, absolutely, including Mm. the experts. And out of that, um, there were two points that came up. One was I got a series of an email conversation really with a man called John who was saying, hey Mary, um, there's nothing wrong with doing what we call rebalancing Mm. when you're, and I'll talk about that in a minute, when your shares have been rising or your fund that invests in shares has been rising and rising. Um, And I totally agree with him. I thought, yeah, I should talk about rebalancing. But I also thought about another thing that quite a few people start saying when the share market's been going up and up and up, and that is the active fund managers say, get out of passive fund management because passive management does badly when the markets fall. Mm. Shall we talk about the rebalancing first and then we'll get into this active-passive, including explaining to listeners what active and passive are. Yes, please. But um, let's start with the rebalancing, which is, um, it applies to anyone who invests in a lot of different shares or in a KiwiSaver fund or non-KiwiSaver fund that's anything other than low risk. In other words, if if you're in a default KiwiSaver fund, it won't really apply to you much then, but mm. people in higher risk funds, um, their particular funds will probably do some rebalancing for them. 
But so in a way, when I come to think about it, people in KiwiSaver probably don't need to worry too much if that's their only investment. It's more about people who have some investments, say, in KiwiSaver and some out. So they've got, and they might have some in shares and some in lower risk investments. A lot of retired people, actually, this applies to. They have um, the money they're going to spend soon in lower risk investments and the, and the longer term money mm. in shares. And let's Why do you do, say that KiwiSaver will re- do some rebalancing anyway? The, the fund managers, if they're in a fund that is like half shares and half bonds, and that's the basic idea. It might be a balanced fund, mm-hmm. and, and the the uh, managers of the fund will be saying, this is what we're doing. We're going to invest roughly half shares and half bonds. Yeah. Then they are going to have to do the rebalancing to keep that sort of rough 50-50 right. balance going on. So, But if you're in a, in a growth fund... If you're in a growth fund, which is largely shares, mm. then... You don't have to worry either about rebalancing. It's more what I'm talking about is people who've got some of their investments in lower risk or medium risk like bonds Mm. and lower risk like bank term deposits and some in shares. And they have decided, you know, over in their current circumstances, they like to have, say, 50-50 or they might say we want... 60% 60% in shares and mm-hmm. 40% in lower risk or, or something like that. They've, they've, they've decided on an allocation yeah. that's right for them. And, by the way, that um, getting that allocation right is the most important thing mm. um, in investing, far more important than choosing which provider you're with, mm-hmm. which particular shares you buy and sell, etc. is getting the asset yeah. allocation right, which is, you know, how much you've got in Mary's had plenty to say on that yeah. over the years. And yeah. you can uh, find all her conversations uh, in podcast form on our webpage and, and, yes. and search them by a keyword. Yeah. There's, yes, there's a, a, lot, a lot of this stuff gets repeated in slightly different forms and it sort of depends what's going on in the world. But so let's say you're sitting there and you're saying, I... I well, let's make it easy. I want half in shares and half in, in lower risk investments. And you've been saying that you you set that up a few years back because shares have grown so much. Without you doing anything, right. they're now going to be. They might be sixty or seventy percent by shares value. Of fifty. Yes, by mm. the by the yes, not exactly. by what you originally put in. No, mm. but by what they're worth in the market today. Yeah. And. That, you know, isn't all that good. As as John said in his emails to me, if you really think 50-50 is the right balance for you, you're not at, at 50-50 anymore. Um, and so you want to rebalance back to get back to back to where you wanted to be originally. Um, this, the trouble is this can be a bit counterintuitive to people because it, it suggests they're going to have to sell some shares and buy let's say, some bonds. Mm. And the bonds, if the bonds haven't been doing so well lately, haven't been doing as well as the shares, people don't tend to want to sell what's done well for them lately Uh and buy what hasn't done so well. Um, But in fact, if you do do that, that means you're selling high, you're selling the expensive ones and buying low, and that's the ideal. (laughs) People all the time do the opposite. They buy low and sell high and... um, Oh, no, sorry, that's all right. You want to sell high. Yeah. You don't want to, to buy high and sell low, mm. which is which is what, what sometimes happens. Um, so here we have people, we have you, you know, a listener sitting here with 60% of his money in, in 
in shares or 70%, let's say, has got quite badly out of balance and they want only 50% to be in shares. Now, you know, one suggestion is that once a year you have a look at this and rebalance or another suggestion is you just wait until it gets to beyond, you know, if you want 50-50, you might say, well, wait until it gets worse than 60-40 before we do anything about it. And I totally agree with that. You don't want to rush in and be buying and selling all the time. Mm. I mean, for one thing, it's too much hassle, and for another thing, the markets might change soon anyway. um, But there are ways you can... Get back to where you want to be without selling too many and buying too many because that's a hassle and sometimes there are trading costs. And one is just to, um, if you've got some share investments, put the dividends um, into into bonds instead uh-huh. of reinvesting them yeah, into shares. Um, and that helps you to just move some of that money without actually having to sell any shares. And another really important way is if you're drip-feeding money in, which people do in KiwiSaver, but if you're drip-feeding money into any investment, um, just drip-feed all your new money into the bonds and away from the shares. And another key point about all of this rebalancing is don't go all the way back, or I would suggest you don't go all the way back to 50-50. You might stop at 47-53, something like that, because quite often the next move that happens in the market takes you back to where you wanted to go anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as you just stay kind of within cooey of yeah. of your goal, that's a smarter way to do it than trying to get too hung up. Have a target band. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just like the Reserve yeah. Bank does with... With inflation, yeah. With hopefully with more successfully, three. yeah. Yeah. They, 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 ne- they never hit those inflation targets, do the, they? Well, no, their, their um, band is 1% to 3%, and they're usually within that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they keep it, well, yeah. That's, People around the world, they're having a bit of difficulty hitting their inflation targets. Yeah. Um, yes, I don't, New Zealand hasn't had too bad a record on mm. that in, in recent okay. times, I have to say. Moving on to um, passive and passive and active... Uh, share funds, which you and I have talked about many times before, but for those who aren't right up with that, active share funds, the manager of the fund chooses what shares the fund should be in and they trade shares every now and then. They say we shouldn't be in this one anymore, we should be in that one. Um, Whereas passive share funds that are also called index funds invest typically in the shares in a share market index um, such as the NZX50 or the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones Industrial or or any of the indexes you hear quoted on the radio all the time, they just buy the shares in that index and don't bother to trade them. And they're much, much cheaper to run. Index funds or passive funds are much cheaper to run because they're not, they're not hiring people to do research yeah. on which ones to buy and sell and they're not trading. And so there's the, the sort of passive act of... Um, trade-off that the people make. Passive tends to have lower fees, which is why, because it's cheaper to run, has lower fees, and that makes a big difference in the long run. Personally, I've been an advocate of passive investing for longer than I will. Back to the 1970s, I've had, had investments in American um, passive funds since then, um, and they've been a bit of a marginal thing for a while, but these days... They're much, much more common. A lot more people are getting into passive. The active fund managers, though, say, all right, okay, they're cheaper to run and maybe they do do quite well when the markets are growing, but they don't do well when the markets fall. You often hear active fund managers saying that. And 
why, I say, and they say, well, <laughs> because the the actives can get out. They see the market's going to fall, so they can move out of shares. They can move into bonds before the market actually falls. And, of course, that's true if they know when the market's going to fall. But as I was saying earlier on, people trying to time markets, including the experts, very often get it wrong. And there's really no more reason why actives, fund managers, should be good at picking when the market's going to fall well, than no, they are when it's going no to rise. Patterns. There's no, no patterns. There absolutely are. They've analysed every crash yeah, yes. in the last 200 years, and you can't tell by the... Uh, by what's going on the before length them. of the of the no, rise, yeah, anything? No, you can't. That's absolutely right. Mm. They try and 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 when you think about it, why would there be a pattern? Really, I mean, it's if you so could tell, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, that, well, that's true because <laughs> yeah. yes, people would be be uh, getting out beforehand, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, anyway, for a long time, despite the lack of logic to my mind, um, a lot of active managers are saying to people, "Well, you know." You want to get into an active fund manage, manager at the moment because markets might fall and you're going to be worse off in passive. You passage. want someone who knows what they're doing. Yes, the, you know, that's what the kind of fan. thing they say. Yeah, well, there are two pieces of research I've noticed just quite recently. Now, admittedly, both of them are, surprise, surprise, done by passive managers. They're the ones that have done the research, but they're the ones that have, um, have reason to do the research because they're answering a a sort of charge against them. One of them is, is in New Zealand, just a little bit of New Zealand research by SmartShares, which is run by the stock exchange NZX, and they um, used to offer KiwiSaver funds. They now offer Superlife KiwiSaver funds. But the research they, they have found is that in the last quarter of 2018, the New Zealand share market went down 6%. There was a, a drop in the market then, which it's since recovered from. In that quarter, though... They found, they said they had a look at Morningstar data. Morningstar is a company that follows all the KiwiSaver and other yeah. funds and reports on their results, etc. And Morningstar found that only two out of 19 active share funds actually beat the market in that particular quarter. But all the smart shares funds did, which is quite remarkable. Um, it's not always going to be that clear, yeah. but... That evidence would suggest that um, when you're looking at New Zealand passive and active funds, that the passives actually can certainly hold their own in a falling market, if not more than hold their own. Meanwhile, Vanguard, which is a huge, big American-based um, passive fund manager, huge, um, they looked at, they've done a sort of bigger analysis of actually big share market falls. And they had a look at the two big crashes on the world markets, which were the dot-com crash in 2000 to 2002. Didn't affect New Zealand markets, but it did affect the world markets. And then they looked at the global financial crisis in, in 2008. And they found that in the first one, in the dot-com crash, 52% of the active funds beat the average, so just over half of them beat the average. But in the global financial crisis, 44% did, so less than half, a little bit less than half. So you think, okay, that year, half and half, you know, just about half in both of them. So not they're not remarkably good, but they're not remarkably bad. But what Vanguard then did is had a look to see if it was the same ones that beat the average in the first crash as, as beat the average in the second yeah. crash. And what they found was that of the the active funds that came in the top 20% or the top fifth of all funds, the the top performers in, in, in the, of that group, 
only 23% of them came in the top 20, top top fifth in the next crisis, and 32% came in the bottom fifth. So these are the best ones in the first crash. 23% stayed in the best top tier, but 32% ended up in the bottom tier or went out of existence altogether. Quite a lot of them went out of existence, and that's because a fund doesn't go out of existence if it's doing well, it goes out of existence if it's doing badly. So in other words, they were all over the place. So the ones that did well in the first crash, some of them, a few of them did well in the second one, and a few of them did very badly, and a lot of the rest were just in the middle. So in other words, saying, oh, my particular active fund manager can pick when to get in and out of the markets. You know, most of them can't, but my one's really good at it. Look, in the last crash, they did really well. That doesn't really mean much, because next time around, they probably won't. Mm. They'll probably just do... Not only will they not necessarily do well, chances are they will do worse. Yeah, yeah, Mm. and that that 23% versus 32... 23% in the top versus 32% in the bottom sort of hints at that, that there is a tendency for the ones that do really well to do worse than average next time round. Do you get many yeah. Christmas cards from active fund managers? <laughs> Is there um, a... I don't think I get any Christmas cards from any fund managers, Regular Jessie, cheerleader? And I'm, and I'm all right about that, actually. <laughs> Seriously, though, yeah. it must be very annoying for them to um, have you telling people that there's no point in paying extra for someone to make choices about what shares you invest yeah, in. Yeah, but I mean, they've probably got their champions out there saying the opposite, although I would just suggest to people that anyone who is saying the opposite has probably got a vested interest in it. You have, I, I don't know any sort of neutral people like me who are not. I don't make any money out of saying passive or active. Um, got no vested interest at all. I don't know anyone. I can't think of anyone in that situation who's going around saying active is better. The, mm. the people who tend to say it tend to have quite good reason for defending what they or the You'd want to see do. some pretty good evidence. Uh, and as you've pointed out before, sometimes you can make evidence look pretty good, right? Depending on what you compare your results to, you can say, hey, look, I made... Uh, Eight percent last year, yes, and the top forty only made seven percent, yes, something like but that. But you can pick your period to mm. to um, compare with, yes, and people should be really wary about or your about set of shares that. to compare with. Yes. You know, you, you you pick a set of shares that actually doesn't really reflect what an index fund yep. invests in. That's right. That's right. It, it, there's um, some pretty sort of wobbly research out there. Sometimes I think it. it I mean, the passive message is been around since the 1970s in America when I lived there was when I first heard about them. It, it, it hasn't been that strong in New Zealand until about the 1990s, but people are catching on to it. And um, I just, you know, over the years, there's challenges to it all the time, but they don't seem seem to hold up for very long, mm. usually. Yeah. So how? what should we conclude then on the basis of what you've said today, Mary? Um, on the rebalancing, yes, have a, have a think about that. If, you, if, you, you know, if you're out of, balance, out of the balance you really want to be in and, and think about just putting new money into, into the, to get the, to the lower one in the balance or, mm. and, and perhaps share dividends into, into the just lower one. Just basically make um, sure that your portfolio represents what you set out to do in the first yeah, place. Yeah, and check back to that. And, and, and then the second message is um, don't 
listen to people saying the market's getting a bit dodgy, it might go down, therefore move into active fund management because I don't think that's a good move to make. You'd be keen to get some evidence showing that you had this all wrong, wouldn't you? I Yes, totally, because I've got, you know, as I say, I'm not making any bucks on it. So if anyone wants to send in some evidence to show the other, we, we can certainly have a good conversation Presumably about it. Presumably there'll be some active fund managers listening who are talking rubbish at the moment. Yeah, 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 let's hear from them. They're probably not listening to the radio, they'll be actively managing those funds. Or they or they might, yeah, they're too busy, or they might say, I don't want to listen to that Mary Holm. Yeah. She's a, <laughs> she probably gets understandable it all wrong given all the, the messaging. Yeah, yeah, she makes me too depressed, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, nice to have you on, thanks. Thanks, Jesse.